Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I am Tina, and thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really love today's episode, and I often talk about how I want to go back to the beginning months when we first started this program. So as of right now, this is February of 2023, we have been at this for about a year and a half of turning non-runners into runners. And I love going back to listen to some of the lives that were done in the beginning stages of this when I was working with my very first runners and it was very exploratory, right? So this episode in particular is at a time when I knew that the program worked, changing non-runners into runners and getting to that 5K, which is 3.1 miles, but I was still in the, uh, trying to figure out, trying to make sure that our 10K program, our 10K plan was still getting them to meet their goals with our three day a week you know, system that we've set up. So I'm talking to the runners about, you'll hear me talk about something called rounds, which is what we used to call the different levels of training. So for those who wanted to go beyond a 5k, I moved them into a different round and they would do their, their 10k training. We don't have rounds anymore because we do a lot of like whole group training together, which we found to be super fun and super exciting. And it allows us to work towards common goals because we really kind of missed that when everybody was on their own plan. We really miss that idea of us moving forward together. And it's been really successful in the fact that whenever it's time to have like our official celebration runs, a lot of us will work to try to meet up to do those runs together, which is pretty cool. Like we'll find a place to meet for a certain race like Virginia Beach or in Pittsburgh, and we'll do those celebration races together, which has been the the coolest thing that we've ever done within this program. And so when we train together as a group, it allows us to do that and to celebrate together. Even those who don't who aren't able to travel are still doing those same distances on those same days and we can celebrate each other even virtually, which has been so fun. So you'll hear me talk about some things that maybe don't make as much sense if you're one of my runners now and you might be thinking, what is she talking about with these rounds? It's just the format of how things were set up at the time. Um, you guys are gonna hear me talk a lot about ultra marathon mindset and the importance of getting your mind right in the beginning. You guys know that this journey is so mental, right? Like it's so little about the physical ability and pushing through physically and so much more about the mindset that you create mentally that helps you to be successful. And so this this live in particular is diving into that. Like, how do we shift our mindset? How do we set ourselves up for success? How do we get ourselves on this training plan of running three days a week and still feel good about that? Still feel like that's enough. And, and you know, we are proof that you can meet your biggest goals by showing up for three days a week and you can do it with a much better mindset and, you know, self-reflection because you don't feel like you're failing if you're not able to do your five or six 
runs per week. And, you know, it's just, it has been so successful for us. And so I want to share a little bit about that. And I, I, I just love the energy and I love the conversation. You guys are going to hear me talking to some of my runners from the time when I was recording this because we were live and you're just going to get a little, you know, to, to get a little blast from the past whenever things were, gosh, I feel like this was with our first, maybe our second group of runners. And we are on our seventh right now. Our seventh group of runners is about to finish up their 5k training. So that's pretty incredible. And, and the groups usually last about three to four months. And so, you know, that's how far back we're going. We're going back to group two. So soulmates, I believe it's soulmates 2.0 who is getting ready to train at this time or 3.0 perhaps that was getting ready to train. It doesn't matter, but you guys will get to see like the vibe that we had, the excitement that we had, the, the things that we're talking about because also as we've grown, you know, our conversations have changed a little bit. So it's really fun to go back and listen to what that conversation sound sounded like. And so I really hope that you guys enjoy it. I loved going back to listen to it in order to prepare it for the podcast. And I just can't wait for you to take a listen. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Um, it's okay, Jeff, you missed the 6 p.m. It'll still be there, but I will tell you, you are going to thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the talk that we had in our group. And Jeff was talking about, is talking about, I just went live in the Soulmates for Life group. You guys know that is with all of the runners who have gone through the program, the 5K program, and are now on to their rounds. And Jeff is part of the 10K group now. So he is two weeks away from running his 10K, which blows my mind. Um, that's gonna happen at the end of December. So I went on there tonight, and you guys would die if you heard what we were talking about. And actually came up as a topic of conversation through um, the post this week and yeah it was very interesting we were talking about poop um, and how sometimes running you know it messes with your body and things tend to happen but you know what you're just gonna have to wait until you get to round one for all of those really good conversations um, so get excited for that how funny we talked about that for a while and one of my favorite people in the world Kelly which you guys, if you've listened to any of my lives, I probably talk about her and all of them. Kelly was my former running partner. We ran together. She was the one who introduced me to running and long distance running. And before I met Kelly, um, we, we knew each other. But before I started running with her, I was just dabbling in it, right? And seeing like what this was all about, kind of hating it because I was running for weight loss and that was miserable because I was, you know, essentially just punishing myself for um, what I was eating is what it felt like. And so I was kind of trying to burn calories. And when I ran miles, I was thinking about them less about the distance and the strength and more about the calories that were being burned. So it was all kinds of not what you would want to happen when you are running and so i met kelly and she introduced me to the idea of running a marathon which i thought was crazy because i was not a runner crazy and she had to tell me probably a hundred times that i could do it which is what i hope to do with all of my runners who are signing up is to keep reminding you that you can do it and um i hope you guys can see that sorry time out Okay, I hope that it's going live. Somebody let me know if, I don't know how you're gonna let me know, just text me if it's not showing up in the group. But it should be there. Okay. Um, okay, I think it's starting to work now. So, 
Kelly was on there, and so we had a lot of good talks about good memories and things that happen to our bodies when we run, and all totally normal. So we, you're gonna enjoy that one, Jeff, when you go back and watch it. And we were talking about like what's next because I just got done showing the group, you know, the the layout that I have for all of the plans. And after you finish the 5K program, there are like levels to go. They're called rounds. And you can go through the rounds to get to a higher level. And I showed them the last one that I have, I just finished and wrote the plans up to was the half marathon distance. And one of the responses I got was, do we have to stop at the half marathon? Which means I am doing my job. I was so pumped to read that. Again, from somebody who wasn't running before had run in the past but hasn't wasn't running before we started and now wondering how far can I really go which is what my whole message is to you guys is that you are capable of so much more than you even thought Jason this is live you're so funny you did not miss it we just started at like maybe two minutes after seven um, Jeff was first he probably wants to make sure that that was known but um, we just started so I told you guys that I was gonna come on and talk a little bit about my ultra marathon little storytelling with my ultra marathon history sharing what I learned on my journey to an ultra marathon and so kind of going back to Kelly and when she convinced me to do the marathon it led to a couple of months of training and her reminding me that it was something I could do we showed up for a lot of days it's not like the plan that we're on here in our program which is three days a week that we stick to no matter what no more no less it was a lot we were training like six, seven days a week. It was very difficult to maintain, which is kind of one of the things that I wish I could have told my former running self, that you don't have to run six or seven days a week to become a better and stronger runner. In fact, I feel really, really good right now when I run in comparison to when I used to run. I feel really good now and I have stuck to religiously three days a week since I started on this training cycle. And so it's kind of one of those things that you really have to rein yourself in when you first start training. It is so common to want to go farther, faster, harder when you first start because just like anything, right? Any workout routine that you start, you're super pumped and it feels good and you wanna have that feel good feeling every day. Understandably, the thing is it's not maintainable. And so for most of us anyway, right? For most of us who have you know are working full-time have kids or are just very busy that's not maintainable so here's what happens so you set yourself up and you say all right well i'm gonna do this five days a week but inevitably something will come up and so one week you'll do four days and one week you'll do three days and what happens well you instantly start to feel like you're failing and think about that if you were to run or exercise three or four days a week like that's a great week but when you set your expectations up to be exercising, or in this case, running six, seven days a week, you do three or four and you're, you feel like you're failing. That's how I spent the first 13 years of my running, was feeling like I failed. I could not keep up and maintain that amount of training. Couldn't do it. I never actually hit all, maybe like, I don't know, five weeks out of all of those years that I actually hit all of my workouts. So what happened inevitably? I felt like a failure. And so it was amazing to me, even when I first started training my first group on this program of three days a week, I still felt like I had to do at least four. It was something that was kind of ingrained in my mind. And so they would be going out for their three 
and they were just starting, so they were doing minute intervals, and here I was feeling like I had to do an extra one. I did the plan with them because I wanted to feel it, right? I was starting from, not from scratch, obviously, because I've run this whole time, but I was starting in a, on a new training cycle. I wasn't in any t type of running shape. And so I started on this plan when they started on it. And I just, I wanted to do the intervals with them. So when it was a two minute interval day, I did the two minute interval day, um, all the way up to where we are now, which Mike and I did 12 miles this past weekend. And so we started with the three days a week and the minutes, but in the beginning, I still was stuck in that mindset of like, I have to do more, I have to do more, I have to do more, but that's false. And it rarely happened, especially with my life right now. Um, I, I, can't, I just can't make it happen that often. And so now that I have embraced the three days a week and I have stuck to that since the beginning of this training cycle, I feel amazing because guess what? I haven't missed a workout yet. And I think we're on like, it's gotta be like week 26, 27, 30 something, I don't know. We've been we've been on this training cycle for a long time and I haven't missed a week of my three workouts. That hasn't that never happened to me before. And what was the difference? I set myself up with expectations that were unrealistic. And so, you know, we kind of go through this whole phase whenever new REPA runners start the programs, and I'm kind of like, wait, like, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, because it feels so good. Like I said, you just want more of it in every day. But I want to rein you in and say, I promise, like this is going this is going to be, you're going to have to push for these three days a week at some point in time. But we're going to start setting you up for success right now by training your mind to believe that three days a week is a success. You start trying to do four, five, six days a week, even whenever it gets harder for you to fit them in and you drop back to three, it's not going to feel like a success because you've already set yourself up for what you wanted it to look like, five, six, and seven. So no matter when you decide to go back to three, even if you said, well, I'll just do five, six, or seven days right now, but then I'll fall back, it will feel like a failure. So what do we do to, to combat that? Well, we start off with our training plan and we start off on week one by saying to ourselves, we get three workouts in, no more, no less. And on those days when we can only barely get three workouts in, we walk away saying like, I did it. I did it. I had a great week and I fit it in and I feel good about it. And so you really have to trust me that doing more can actually be harmful for you down the road because we're not looking to do this for three to four weeks, which is probably what you can maintain it for if you're lucky. Um, we're looking to do this over the course of the next year. I want to see you guys in December of 2022 running half marathons if you want to or running your fastest 5K if you want to and feeling so good about showing up three days a week. So what's better to, you know, to go straight out the gate right now and get all of those workouts in and then eventually hope that you don't feel disappointed when you get to three or to set the stage, to set the bar at, I'm going to show up for three weeks, three workouts a week, every week no matter what, and you can just maintain that. When it's easy, let it be easy. When it's hard, you grind through it. But if you have an easy week, we're not gonna pile on more minutes. We're not gonna pile on extra distances. I always say to my runners, and I'll say this to you guys too when we start in January, um, you don't get awards. You don't impress anybody or get awards in these groups whenever you do more than what is assigned, right? And that's often a misconception, right? We kind of train ourselves like more is better, more is better, more is better, harder is better. But there's a reason, again, because this is what happened. This happened to Cameron. I'll use you as an example, Cam. Um, and she's great for telling this story. Oh, hey, Courtney, it's so good to see you. 
I miss you. Um, so Cameron started off, she was um, our OG runner. She was the one who raised her hand and said, okay, take me, I'll do it. I wanna be a runner, I've never been able to do it. Um, I'll try. Well, what happened was she had, I think it was, she was up to three minute intervals of running and she went out and she did, she had, I think it was three rotations of three minutes in the whole workout or something like that. So she did the first one was three minutes. And then the second one, because I was running with her, she's like, oh, I'm going to impress her. I'm going to do five minutes. And then the third one, she goes out instead of doing three, she does seven minutes, right? And so at the time we're like, oh, well, good job. You must've felt really good. Like we did the whole normal thing of good for you. You did extra like, yay. And then guess what happened? She went out for her next workout, which was also had three minute intervals in it. And she went out there and she was dead tired. First of all, she was robbing Peter to pay Paul. So she was feeling worse than she was on that day. And to top it off, she was like, well, Tina, I only did three minute runs during these intervals. And I'm like, uh, yeah, like that's what you were supposed to do. And so instead of feeling successful for completing her workout, she felt like a failure because she couldn't maintain that extra that she was doing in the beginning. So I have this rule. I have a couple of rules for your benefit. One of them being we don't pay attention to our pace. We have a hashtag called F your pace. And then we do not give bonus points for doing extra. In fact, we say stick to the plan, stick to the plan, stick to the plan. That's how you will grow and be able to show up for the next couple of months so that when you're four months down the road, you're running six miles instead of you know just hoping that you can get all of your workouts in and feeling disappointed. So, um, um, just to you know, we're gonna be doing so much of this stuff through Prep Me. Those of you who have signed up, we have twelve people signed up for January. Um, we're gonna talk about a lot of this over and over again through Prep because those four weeks of prepping for the five k program, I'm going to teach you all of the ways that have to do with setting your mindset up for success because that's what this is really about. One, believing that you can do it. It is possible for you. Two, believing there's nothing special that you need to have or not have in order to do this. You just have to show up. You have to show up three times a week. You're not going to show up more than three times a week. You're not going to worry about your pace and try to push harder. You're going to do what's comfortably uncomfortable and you're going to embrace discomfort and you're going to do things that most runners new runners would not do. And so um, I was running last night in the dark with the flashlight and um, thinking of you guys. And I, you know, I was listening to music and I was, you know, I was just getting like overwhelmed with emotions. I'm not going to say I had tears in my eyes because my soulmates for life think that they need to have a drinking game that every time Tina says she's going to cry or has tears in her eyes, we have to drink because I say it so much, but it's true. Um, I was getting overwhelmed with emotion and thinking about how there's something so different about us in these groups that are different from other maybe new runners and maybe some runners just in general. And that is that we actually look for reasons and you will too, those of you who are starting with me in January, I will teach you this. I will teach you the ways you will start to look for ways and reasons to become uncomfortable in life and in running, you will start to look for those opportunities to get out there and run when other people would say no. And you know, it's go at first you're gonna be like, what is she talking about? But then you're gonna do it and you're gonna say like, ah, oh, I get it. So when it's too cold, I should say it's too cold and you can't run, that's when you're gonna lace up and you're gonna put your jacket on and you're gonna go for a run. 
And whenever people say like, oh, it's raining outside, well, that's when you're gonna put your rain jacket on and you're gonna put your shoes on, you're gonna go for a run. Or whenever people say like, oh, the whole dark thing, as long as it's safe, but if it's not too dark to run, if it's not somewhere safe, then that's different. Um, but that's what, you know, that's what flashlights are for. If you're in a safe place and you feel safe and it's dark, but I'm just talking about like all of those ways all of those barriers that you would initially say to yourself like, oh, not today, I can't go today, I'm too busy today. Well, guess what, when I'm too busy, I'm gonna show up that day. I'm gonna show up that day to prove to myself that I can do this even when before I would have thought that I couldn't. So maybe taking your busiest day of the week when you're gonna have to be you know, on from like, you know, sun up to sundown and getting up before that time to run just to prove to yourself like, oh, well, that's not going to be a barrier to me anymore. And by the time you finish this, you're going to be such a hard ass. You're going to be such like a, oh, well, I can pretty much do anything because you've proven to yourself right off the bat that you can do things that make you uncomfortable and you're still alive and not just you're still alive, but you feel amazing for it. Like you're going to be like, that's me. I'm the runner that they're looking at whenever it's pouring down rain and I'm out there with the stroller and umbrellas over the stroller. My kids are laughing and we're running through the rain with a stroller. Like that's going to be me because it's fun and that's what we do. And so one of the runners posted in Soulmates for Life just the other day, she was like, I was so nervous about my long run. And Tina always says, whatever it is that you're fearing or worried about, do that first. Like kind of what I'm saying, like if you're worried about being busy one day, if you're worried about like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to fit it in. Well, then I want you to pick your busiest day of the week. And I want you to prove to me and I want you to prove to you that you can fit that in and show me where you're going to put it. Are you going to put it on your lunch break? Are you going to put it in the morning, like before the sun rises? Are you going to put it before you leave for work? Are you going to come back after you put the kids to bed and you're going to hop outside, you're going to run circles around your block and you're going to get it done just so you can prove to yourself like, oh, that excuse is gone. That's not really true. I'm going to show why I can make that happen. Are you gonna wait for the coldest day of the week whenever you have to wear some extra gloves or you have to wear, you know, two pairs of socks and get out there and run and do your 30 minutes and say like, oh, well, before I would have said this is too cold, but now I'm gonna go out because it's too cold and show myself that I actually can do this too. And so that's kind of like this, this whole, that you know, you'll start to emerge as a new kind of runner by going through this program. And this is where all of, we call ourselves the rep of runners. And one of the runners posted last night and said, it was 9.30 at night and we went out for our run. Um, there were no runners out there except other rep of runners in different parts of the country, because that's true. We went out at 9.30 because we had a busy day, came home, got the flashlights, ate dinner and went out at night. And it's just the rep of runner way they were joking about. Also, the rep runner way to have to make sure that it's not a tornado warning before you head out because you see that it's raining pretty hard and that looks fun. Like, how good would that feel to turn any barriers that you have saying to yourself like, oh, I can't do this, this isn't for me, I can't get this done, to all of a sudden flip that around and be like, oh, I can't wait to do this. There was, um, two, well, Kristen and Jennifer were running in Atlanta earlier this week in the rain and took a video and posted it so Jennifer's in the challenge group and Kristen is in the round one group. So she finished her 5K training and, and their sisters and posted a video, you know, just panning in the rain and they were out there in the rain and I'm like, oh, and all of the repper runners who are seeing that are like, dang, jealous. And that wasn't the case when we started, right? When we first started, it was kind of like that, oh, it's raining, I can't go out or oh, it's too cold. But then we started like as a team building this whole concept of, but maybe that's why we should go out there. And it became like this challenge that we loved. And like Jeff is so 
Jeff said, Tina River running feeds off of your fears. It's true. But, and Jeff, you had done this, like you go out for a lot of night runs and, you know, I feel like you're usually one of the first ones to get down to those uncomfortable, you know, moments of, you know, being in the rain and, but also being in the cold and saying like, it is freaking cold out here, but guess what? I did it and I'm okay. And so not that you have to go out every time it is at the, it's worst, the worst possible environment. Like, yeah, you can have beautiful runs, but you don't not go because of certain conditions. And if you get the opportunity to go to prove to yourself that you are tougher than you think, you're not so freaking fragile, then you go out and do it because it builds you into a brand new type of runner who isn't afraid to get uncomfortable. And you know what kind of runners those are? Those are the runners that run half marathons. Those are the runners who run marathons. And to be honest, those are the runners who run ultra marathons. And I think that's kind of how I got this way. And I think that's how I'm training you all to be, which is kind of fun. It's like a, a fun human experiment. I think it happened to me. I think I got trained that way because when you start running distances over 26.2 miles, so anything over 26.2 is considered an ultra marathon. You start to really experiment with what your body can do and you really don't have much cushion for what is a what is a good day or what um good the element when the elements are at their best you kind of just you have to go and adapt and you know there were several races that i had run in pretty awful conditions because i had trained really freaking hard for them and like one of them the one the one that's a doozy is there's a december ultra marathon in virginia beach called the seashore state park 50k it's 31 miles and um, Kelly and I did it a couple of years together and I did it a couple of years on my own. And um, one, of the, one of the years there was a nor'easter. There was like this, this storm, it was just, it was a ton of rain and a lot of the trails were flooded and had, I had every reason to bow out of this race and nobody would have said anything. And I could have, you know, justified it to myself saying, well, these conditions were awful. And it's also in December, so it's cold, right? But I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like I trained for this. I'm going out there and I'm doing it. And so, um, you know, I had my shoes on and, you know, there's, I'm sure there, there is all kinds of gear for handling this kind of weather, but I like to keep it simple. If I don't keep it simple, I, then I get, you know, it gets to be too fussy and then I don't want to do it anymore. But I remember duct taping all of the mesh of my shoes, right? To try to keep the water out of them because I'm like, I am doing this. I had on. I put on my regular, my, my running clothes and my, my rain jacket and duct tape my shoes. I put plastic bags around my feet until the race started. And um, I had put some garbage bags over me because it was still raining. And I'm like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm, I'm just, I will be fine. It's just rain, it's just water, I'm going to do this. And I sure did. And I feel so good about making those decisions to go when so many people had bowed out of that kind of race because it was just not ideal. And we ran through ankle deep water in some areas. Um, and I just feel like I became a new person coming out of that. Did I win? No. Did I run fast? No. Did I finish? Yes. And I kind of grew into this person who like wanted to do things that I, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do uncomfortable things. It became like this source of power for me. It was very empowering to say like, why can't I do that? Like, I'm going to do that too. And so that race I had run several times in, um, you know, with it being snowy and a little bit icy on the trails, but I still showed up and I just really pride myself in getting uncomfortable because it does something for me and makes me feel so tough. And I, I want, you don't have to wait for ultra marathons to do that. 
But you know, a lot of ultra marathons do go through conditions that sim simulate that kind of discomfort, right? Like I have never done a 100 miler. I really hope to do it within the next couple of years. The, the, the big debate in my mind will be, do I have the time to dedicate to doing those kinds of miles? And one other thing that I will teach you as a rep or runner is that you can go as far as you want. Like it doesn't take anything special. You just have to show up for long, longer periods of time during those workouts. So you have to be want, willing to dedicate the time. It's not a matter of can I or does my body, it's just a matter of do I feel like putting that much time and does it fit my schedule? So after you get to 5K, you get to decide that. You get to say like, oh, I really like keeping my runs around 30 minutes, I feel really good about this. Or you get to say, I think I wanna see if I can go farther. Because you can, 100% you can. You just have to make that decision. And so we'll have, you know, we'll get to a crossroads when you finish your 5K and you're asking yourself, do I wanna go maybe try for a faster 5K or do I wanna see if I can maybe get to five miles? And then I'll show you the way, right? It's just a little, adding a little bit more time to those three workouts a week. And so um, ultra marathoning is really no different. You just have to show up for a longer period of time. And so I don't know if I have that time to dedicate right now at this point in my life. So I'm, I'm going to keep going as far as I can. Um, Mike and I, I'm dragging him along with me because I need a new runner. He's run before, but not in many, many years. I need to drag him with me and see, and see kind of how he handles these training plans um, to make sure that they are test approved for my next groups coming up. And so um, right now we're at 12 miles and we're gonna, have a, we're gonna be doing a half marathon in two weeks. So we're gonna fall back next week and then we're gonna be doing our half marathon and then we're gonna keep going and we'll see how far it takes us. But really the biggest challenge for me and for us and for him will be, you know, the childcare issue. What, you know, because it takes a longer amount of time. That's it. So um, the thing is, back to the 100 miler that I hope to do someday is that in that 100 mile race, you have to you have to go through a lot of different things in your body. You're gonna be running at the very best, probably 24 hours if you are like really doing awesome at that ultra marathon, that 100 miler, it's gonna take you 24 solid hours. Well, what does that mean? You're gonna have to run through all of the things that happen to your body throughout the day, right? You're gonna be running while all of that happens. Don't think I'm too crazy yet, especially if you're about to start this program. I guarantee my soulmates for life can hear this and be like, okay, I can, I can get down with that. I don't know, maybe because you, you, it will change you. Um, but also, you're gonna be missing out on sleep, right? This is 24 hours, so you're running through a non, you know, a, a sleep cycle. You're running through it, and you're gonna be, your body does all kinds of crazy things. And so, when you enter into the ultra world, it's so cool because you get to do things that, I don't know, they're just like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, but you don't have to wait until your 100 miler to do that. You guys can do that training for your 5K. And, and I realized that, not until I started training runners, not until I started working with you guys and the previous ones who have come before you, I never really thought about that until I started working with you and I started realizing how much I craved getting out of my comfort zone and empowering myself and feeling like I was unstoppable and I wanted you guys to feel it too, so I encouraged that right away. Like, get it out of the way. Whatever it is you're worried about, do it first. Prove to yourself that it's possible and then you're not gonna worry about it anymore, right? You're done worrying about it because you've already done it. And so um, I will say the farthest I have ever gone is 50. And I trained for that incorrectly, by the way. I've learned many things since those days. Um, but I, I did, okay, so 
I signed, I wanted to sign up for the North Face Endurance Challenge. It's a 50 miler in I think Washington DC, but I wasn't going to sign up until I had trained up until 40 miles. That's kind of silly, like people don't do that. That's not the way you train for a 50 miler, but I wasn't comfortable signing up until I could get to 40. So I'm running 30 miles, 40 miles, 30 miles, 40 miles, and I'm ready to sign up and it's closed. It's no longer open. So I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? So then I end up doing my own. Mike, Mike um, set it up, he called it the Rockin' Reppa 50 miler, and I just went out and did a 50 miler. It took me all day, I think it took me 12 hours the first time I did it. And I ran through the First Landing State Park, and it was, it was really, really hard. I really didn't do very well, I didn't feel my body very well, yada, 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 so then I had to do it again, right? It was like a week later, and I had to do it again because it was so bad, and I wanted to do it and feel good. So I went out a week later and I did it again. I didn't tell Mike I was doing it. He left for work and I left to run. And then by the time he was driving home from work, I said, um, I called him and said, hey, can you come and meet me down here at the boardwalk? I want you to finish this run with me. And when he came down, I was, you know, I was finishing the 50 miler and I felt great. I had done it in 10 hours. So I just, I did, I did things much smarter. That's all. I just managed things much smarter. So um, before you think I'm too crazy and you want to stop listening to me at this point, um, I did sign up for an official 50 that was brand new in our area. That'll be a story for another day. It's a, uh, a girl, a friend of mine at the time, Brenda Carawan, who now um, dominates the ultra marathoning world and wins races all around the world. But she was my neighbor and friend and she hosted this race. It was a 50 mile official race in First Landing State Park. And so I'm like, oh yeah, like if my first official 50, I'm doing it. And so I sign up and um, I show up for the race and they have cutoff times, right? Like you have to meet a certain mile before a certain time or you're cut off and pulled off of the course because the park's gonna close and you know they can't be there waiting for three days for somebody to finish and so there's cutoff times. Well, I did not feel super great during this 50 mile. This is my only official 50 mile race that I have. Um, and I got all the way up to mile 45 and I missed the cutoff time. So I got to my, the 45 mile marker and I didn't meet the cutoff. And so literally at mile 45, they had to say, Tina, I'm sorry, you can't finish, you have to be done. I was like, what? I am like five miles away. But anyway, you would think that would be like the worst ending to a race, but actually what happened, Mike and Kelly, my dear friend Kelly, who had introduced me to running, showed up. Kelly and I decided to walk. Mike decided to go to Wendy's and get us chocolate milkshakes and he brought them to us. So we had chocolate milkshakes from Wendy's and we all three went off course and finished the five miles together. Like how fun is that story? Like how fun is that? Looking back, that is way better of a memory for me than it would have been just to finish that run. Just to finish that run. A lot really happened during that run. But I had the two people who I spent most of my time with show up for me, bring me ice cream, and finish that race with me. And it was just, it was an amazing end to a race. So I never got that 50 mile finisher's medal. I hope that I get to get it someday soon. Um, maybe in the, I hope, let's see it, maybe in the next 10 years I'll get to do, or maybe five years, I'll get to do a hundred mile or something like that. But I guess I just wanted to share this story because a couple of things. One. I think that you guys are, are getting into ultra marathon mentality at the best possible time. Like early on, before, before you even have a chance to think that 
things being hard shouldn't be done. We're just gonna like right off the bat get you into the, the uncomfortable zone. Um, and also, you know, this whole process is going to be about your journey. It's going to be about your journey. You're going to learn and grow so much and make so many memories. And it's going to be so good. Even the days that feel so hard, they will feel so good. Just like not finishing that 50 mile race, right? It wasn't the journey that I had planned on. It wasn't the journey that I expected, but so much came out of that, that I grew so much as a person, a runner, just from not being allowed to finish officially that race. And I, and I think you guys will see that the journey is the important part. And we'll talk a lot about that. Well, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I absolutely loved going back and listening to the conversations that we've had and and hearing the names of some of our very first runners who were with us training. It was just, it was so good. It was so, so good. I hope you guys really got a lot out of it. As you can see, the mindset thing is still the same, right? Like we still talk about all of the things that are necessary in order to be successful. But what was different is that we were talking to some people who really weren't sure that I was 100% telling the truth, right? Like we didn't have the evidence at the time. They were my my pioneers going through onto the next level of their journey. And they still had to prove that, you know, that it was possible. And I had done it myself, but they had to be the first group of runners to go from non-runners moving into their, you know, what's beyond a 5K in order to give us that data and and all of the evidence that we have right now for our runners coming in. And so it's so cool to think about things from their perspective and how far they have actually come. And I'm just, I'm so proud of them. And this was so fun to go back on this journey. So if you're listening to this and you're not currently one of my runners, but you want to be, you need to get over to tinarepa.com forward slash run, and you need to sign up for the wait list for the next challenge because that is the gateway. That is the gateway of how you join us on our team. So everybody goes through the challenge and then decides if they want to join the program and then move through the program and then decide if they want to join us to continue to train with us in Soulmates for Life. And that's where we continue to go beyond the 5K. And some of us work on faster 5Ks in that group. Some of us work on 10K. Some of us work towards half marathons or even marathons um, this year in 2023. We have a couple who are doing that. So, you know, get over there ASAP. You're going to get on the wait list. There will be a spring group opening up for a challenge. And then it's going to take off from there. You guys have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at runwithtinarepa or on Facebook, Tina Repa Running. I do go live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time for anybody. So you're welcome to go to my page, Tina Repa Running, and join us on Wednesday nights. I hope to see you there. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinarepa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.